Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Empty Tomb Radio. My name is Dustin. Today we'll be going through Matthew chapter 7, wrapping up the Sermon on the Mount. Wow. Man, I kind of feel like doing the Sermon on the Mount all over again, because I keep thinking of stuff that I uh, intended to say before I started recording each episode. However, uh, you know, as I got rambling and talking... (laughs) things just happened and you know i forgot all my uh you know mental notes that i had um you know i've been so excited to to go through here i think i've kind of rushed a little bit i I missed a lot of stuff but got some good notes today um not worry about the what i missed in the past but hopefully i can just keep going through and uh you know do do as best I can on, on this chapter. So, anyways, yeah, enough of that. Chapter seven, we got a, a lot of good teachings. It's about the about the same length as chapter six, um, and it's broken down into a, a few sections here in most of our Bibles. So, let's get into it. Let's see what let's see what it says. Chapter seven, verse one: Judge not that ye not be judged. For with judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Verse 3. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say thy brother, Let me pull out the mote of thine eye, and then behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam of thine own eye, then... Shalt thou clearly see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye? Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them on your feet and turn again and rend you. So, we're talking about judging others here. Judging others in a non-hypocritical way. You know, we have a, a picture painted here. Um, in in this very King Jamesy text, what it's basically saying is, why are you gonna look at the, you know, the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, but ignore the beam or the plank of wood coming out of your own eye? The words that are used here, uh, the word for beam in the Greek is the same beam that would be like up in the rafters or help, you know, like support the the roof. It's not a, a small piece of wood. It's like the largest piece of single piece of wood that you use to build a home. You know, I think a lot of us have seen beams like that in, you know, older buildings or whatnot. And it's, it paint, paints a really good picture here. How are we going to hypocritically judge others while we act when we don't have our own lives in order, you know, I don't remember if I talked about this last time, but I think this goes for when we seek advice too. We should be careful who we seek advice from because are you going to be taking financial advice from your broke friend, you know, or are you going to be getting relationship advice on your marriage from your single friend who can't, you know, Hold a relationship of their own. 
No, of course not. I mean, we need to be discerning when we seek out others, but we also need to be discerning when we judge others. So I think there's a difference between... It's not saying don't judge anybody. What it's saying is whatever the standard is that we judge other people, so we shall also be judged. Which is pretty interesting because, I mean, there is a lot of... I mean, Jesus has proclaimed something called Judgment Day. He will be judging all of us. Uh, And at that day... I hope his grace is sufficient for the things that I've done in my life. But how are we going to ignore our own transgressions and focus on those of others? I think this is very common in uh, in the workplace and also with family, <laughs> family members and, and friends and, and the people that, you know, you care for. We're, we're very quick to judge Um and we're very quick to give our opinion even when nobody <laughs> asks for it. But what it's saying here is first take out that huge piece of wood that's jammed in your eye before you try to take out the piece of sawdust that is in the other person's eye. So <clears throat> uh, verse 7, asking and receiving. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you? Whom is he, whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. So, asking and receiving. We're talking about prayer here. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. What is this? Uh, what is this picture Jesus is painting here? There is a, an effort on our end that we need to... There's there's things that we need to do on our end, right? We need to ask. We need to seek. We need to knock. So we're not just sitting here waiting for Jesus to give us all these many blessings in life. We have to make an effort. Or like I said last time, we have to make an align ourselves align with God. We have to put ourselves in a posture where we can present our needs to Jesus. We talked last time as well. We Jesus knows what we need before we pray. <laughs> you know, but we need to first inwardly reflect on 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 ourselves we need to know what to ask for know what we're seeking and when we knock it'll be opened for us so it takes effort on our end right we're we're not some holy you know 
celestial beings that don't need any uh that, that Jesus is like what am I trying to say? Let me say it this way. We need Jesus, right? Jesus doesn't need us. He wants us. He loves us. He's our father. We are the ones that need him. We paint this picture that he needs us. You know, he's chasing us everywhere. He leaves the 99 and goes after the one. And it's, it's all about us. It's all about, you know, me as an individual. Jesus loves me. And how that that is true. But at the same token, we need him more so. This is a father-son type relationship. He is, <laughs> you know, and when, he, when he's saying, he's, he's like, what, what dad, if a son asks him for a fish, will he give him a snake? It says serpent here in the King James. But, you know, no dad is going to give their child a, a, a stone when they ask for a piece of bread. That's what it's saying here. And he says, if you then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father in heaven give you good things when you ask him? So we're saying us, us our sinful creator, our creation, we're evil beings inherently. We know how to give good gifts to our children, but our Father in heaven who is perfect, who is holy, who is all-powerful, who's created all things, how much more <clears throat> shall he, which is in heaven, give good things to them who ask them? So, it's just, you know, putting things into perspective. God is perfect, we are not. If us unperfect beings, you know, would take care of our children... How much more will our perfect Father in heaven take care of us? That's really cool to think about. Verse 12 is called the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have done to yourself. <clears throat> Treat others how you would want to be treated. Is what we would tell kids basically. It says, therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you. Do you even so to them? For this is the law and the prophets. So treat others how you want to be treated. The golden rule. <laughs> it seems so simple when you say it out loud. But as we learned <laughs> last time as well, sometimes we need the simple teachings Somebody needs to tell us these things. Somebody needs to explain these things to us, right? These teachings seem so simple in retrospect, but they make so much sense. All right, let's keep going on. Chapter 7, verse 13. The straight and wide gates. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there which will go in, th in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there will find it. So broad is the, the road that leads to destruction and leads to separation from God. Narrow is the gate that leadeth to life. Or way I can think of this is the easy way. 
is not the best way. <laughs> it's easy to lead a sinful life and it's easy to, you know, be a drunkard and a fornicator and a drug addict. It's hard to leave those things behind. It's hard to lose friends. It's hard to, you know, try to preach the gospel to somebody or to study the word or to ignore your fleshy desires. The gate is narrow and it's getting narrower by the day, especially with the internet. Uh, you can say everything you want with no accountability. It's like the wild, wild west on the internet. And, you know, just today in society, it's acceptable to be, you know, to, to change your gender. It's acceptable to, uh, I guess, I don't know, wear provocative clothing and and just do whatever you want. In this world is all this country, I should say, in the, in the United States, it's all about doing whatever you want. We're free. We can say whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. There's no repercussions. It's hard to do what your heavenly Father wants you to do, and it's only going to get harder. That's why we need to be in his word. We need to spend time with him. We need to get in our, our prayer closets. And we need to be praying for, for those around us, for the leaders in power. Even for your boss at work to the president of the United States. We need to be praying for everybody, including ourselves. It's okay to pray for yourself. But what's it say here? Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. So... False prophets, number 15, or verse 15. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, they are ra- but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Verse 19, every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Verse 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter my kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we not cast out devils? And in thy name have we not done many wonderful works? Verse 23, And I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work in iniquity. Oh boy. Oh man. So... We we've got we've got false prophets that are, that will be judged by their fruits. So good trees don't bear bad bad fruit. Bad trees don't bear good fruit. Every tree that doesn't bear good fruit is going to be cut down and thrown into the fire. By their fruit you will recognize them. So we're talking about the prophets here and false prophets. Um, 
fruits uh, was also me- mentioned back in Matthew chapter 3 with when uh, John the Baptist um, talked about the fruit of keeping uh, with repentance. And that was right before John, uh, it was right, before, right after John calls the Pharisees there, the brood of vipers, you know. <clears throat> It's like, what are you doing here, you brood of vipers? I don't know if you guys remember that. But now, you know, it's talking about fruits again. And it's talking about the wolves in sheep's clothing. So broods of vipers, wolves of sheep in sheep's clothing. You know, we have very similar uh, parallels here between uh, these verses here in Matthew 7 and those verses from John the Baptist in, in Matthew 3. And... uh there's a lot of there's a lot of wolves wolves in sheep's clothing today, um, you know. It's just who? How do you even know who to trust anymore? You know, how do you even know what Bible translation to read anymore? I mean, you look online, people say bad things about all of them. What do you even know is true anymore? You know, that's why we need to test. We need to test every spirit. We need to test every teaching. With the word of God. Use several different Bible translations. I have the King James here. I have the New King James next to, next to me. I have the NIV at home. And I have the internet. <laughs> so I got, you know, every single one imaginable for free on the app on my phone. <clears throat> but here, here's more talk about being cut down and thrown into the fire. That is a, another recurring theme here from Jesus is, um, you know, these people who are leading the kingdom astray, who are not building the kingdom, are all being cut down and thrown into the fire. And probably one of the most terrifying verses in the Bible comes here, verses 21 through 23. I'm going to read that out of the New King James on uh, chapter 7. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I think, I don't know if you next to me, but I think it says, uh, you evildoers. I mean, these people seem like they're doing great things right so it says that they are prophesying in the name of jesus they're casting out demons they're they're doing wonderful works and jesus will say that he never knew them get away from me you evildoers that is terrifying you know how do we know that we're on the right path and i think that's where we need to be discerning with our teachings you know and like I said, test every spirit, test every teaching that we hear with the word of God and lean on our our own understandings. I know I talked about baptism, you know, back in the beginning of Matthew. From all Everything that I know about baptism, I got from basically the word itself, not from other people. So if you disagree with me for what I said on baptism, then show me where I can see what it actually what it what it actually is you know most of this most of my understanding i got from reading reading the bible or reading you know other other christian books um 
or you know uh, something that was taught by a pastor there's so many different views on everything and there's so many different interpretations how do we even know what's right anymore i think that's where we get into uh where we close out the chapter here on our foundation so verse 24 therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them i will liken him up unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock and every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not sorry doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell and great was the fall of it and it came to pass when jesus had ended these sayings the people were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes so the great thing about jesus well i mean Everything about Jesus is great. <laughs> but, I mean, the great thing about his teachings is he gives us these super hard pills to swallow. But then he also gives us the way out or how to win, right? So he's talking about, I will say, many will come to me, you know, say, Lord, Lord. We've done great things in your name. And he's going to say, I never knew you. Get away from me, you evildoers. You know, it's like, how do we know what we're doing is right then? And then he tells us here on the foundation. So he's saying, listen to the things that I'm telling you. (laughs) Don't listen to things your pastor is telling you. Don't listen to the things the people over at, you know, XYZ mega church are doing with all their shenanigans. Listen to things that I am saying to you. Read yourself. Read the word. Listen to these teachings. Right? Whoever heareth the sayings of mine and doeth them will be like a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And people who ignore them will be like a foolish man who built their house on the sand that washes away. So it also says that it came to pass, Jesus ended the teaching, people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught with one having authority. So the authority, the teachers of the law back then would always quote the rabbis to support their own teachings. But Jesus spoke with you know divine authority. He wasn't quoting any rabbis. He was he's laying down the law. He's laying down the foundations that we need to enter his kingdom so that's the sermon on the mount three chapters basically all in red all words in red start with the beatitudes the salt of the earth you learn about murder temptation divorce uh, oaths or swearing forgiveness loving your enemies We heard about giving, praying, fasting, uh, our treasures in heaven. We learned not to worry, judging and being judged, asking and receiving, the gates, straight and wide gates, false prophets, foundations. I mean, 
I would say if the whole Bible is important, but if you needed any three chapters on the Bi- from the Bible on your desert island, I would say these three are probably just as good as as any to to get you into the kingdom. For these teachings are are incredible. Uh, I was listening to the episode last time. I was trying to see if I what I could change or you know how I sounded and I saw he was like yeah I worry all the time I'm worrying about this I'm worrying about that and then at the end of the episode I was like you know I'm not worried about how many followers again I'm just worried about doing this this <laughs> I was like man I said the word worry so many times I listened to another one I said I'm not gonna lie you know a million times um so I'm trying trying to be more articulate uh, with my ramblings, but I hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, and once again, I forgot to open up with a prayer, which always bums me out. I don't know how I forget. I just get so excited to jump into the Word. Uh, but with this chapter being concluded... Um, I did want to, I have a couple ideas of how I want to proceed with the show and I have a couple things that I, I want to go into. Um, I want to do a, uh, I don't know if I should, I'll just get into it. I want to do like a, a who's who of the Bible. I want to do like a dedicated show where I go for like 45 minutes, an hour of, you know, who was Gabriel, you know, and go through all the passages where Gabriel shows up in the Bible, talk about who he is, who his identity is, you know, who was Michael, um, you know, who was Paul, you know, what what are demons, you know, um, what happened with, you know, in the garden, like, I kind of wanted to go through very biblical teachings on uh, who people were in the Bible, um, but I also want to finish the book of Matthew. <laughs> so I'm trying not to get distracted. I don't want to do two shows at once because I don't want to spread myself too thin when I'm still so new at this. But let me know what you guys think of that idea. I'd like to invite some other people on the show as well. You know, and if they want to go through a chapter with me or, you know, maybe we could recap or do something. I don't know. If you guys want to get on the show, let me know. Email me. Send me a Twitter. I have pretty much every social media now. I got Twitter. I got Facebook. I got Instagram. Um, I'm not very active on any of those, but, you know, if the show grows and if this is something that uh, continues to be uh, a blessing to those, I'll certainly try to grow those platforms, but for now, uh, I'll... um, Sorry, I had somebody knocking my door here. But for now, I'll uh, just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. So I'm just going to close out with a prayer. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you guys uh, uh, next time. So Lord Jesus, thank you for everything you have given me. Thank you for uh, the power of your word. Thank you for the Sermon on the Mount and your great teachings. Please, Father, let us hear your word. Let us understand it. Please. Uh, have us not be cast into the fire. <laughs> Please have us not be those who do not know you at the at the day of judgment, Father. We pray that we can learn 
with your discerning voice how to enter your kingdom, Father, in that final hour. Once again, we speak against fear. We speak against worrying. And Lord, we, we build you up. We praise you and give you all the glory. Thank you, Father. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. So thanks for another episode. Sermon on the Mount is concluded. I feel like every week I'm like, man, I'm looking forward to the next chapter. But, you know, I'm trying to read a, a chapter ahead. You know, when I finish seven, I try to read eight, you know, kind of prepare for what's coming next. And, you know, every chapter is just so good. The book of Matthew is just packed wall to wall with amazing teachings. And I'm just excited to be kind of in the thick of it. So reach out to me. Let me know if I missed anything. Empty2mradio at gmail.com. Uh, find me on Twitter. That's probably the one I'm using the most because it's the easiest. It's quick. Um, still, I've met more good people on there. I have, thank you guys, you know, for for, for uh, posting such great biblical content on there. Uh, just trying to meet more people um, out proclaiming the truth and looking for uh, fellow brothers and sisters in the in uh, in, the, in Christ. So, I love y'all. Hope y'all have a great day until I uh, see you next time. Uh, thank you for joining me. Take care. Bye.